we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 4th, 2019. And um, today had a lot of information come in this week about this, um, the uh, UN takeover of a, uh, which they're referring to now as a uh, UN compound of the uh, Salt Palace in Utah, which evidently, and I didn't really know a lot about it, but it's where I guess all the Utah, the Utah Jazz basketball team uh, plays all of their games, um, their home games the professional basketball team, and then probably a lot, ton of other stuff goes on there as well. And this is about as flagrant of a thing as I've ever seen. A lot of requests from my listeners to uh, cover this. So I'm, I'm, there wasn't a lot that came out about it, uh, new information. Some of it was actually, this has been building up to this, as you'll see. So the title of the first report is the United Nations is openly starting their takeover of U.S. properties. Uh, now, this is openly. This is like in your face. We've got Gestapo on site to tell you this is a U.N. compound. We will talk some about the World Heritage sites and those types of things as well in, in Agenda 21. But this is about as in your face as anything I've seen. United Nations silences Utah journalist, and this is from Defending Utah Radio and TV. United Nations police admit they took over part of an American city in Salt Lake, Utah, that the journalist's right to record public um, officers was denied because of because it was considered a UN compound, and the journalist had no right to record public servants as guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. In other words. The U.S. Constitution in the Salt Palace has been suspended. Don't expect there to go there and be treated under any type of American law or rules. Uh, that's basically what they're saying. Take a look at this report from Defending Utah. In fact, this was referred to not as the Salt Palace, but as a, quote, compound. Uh, the U.N. says they took over the building. The U.N. stated that the taxpayer-funded Salt Palace was now international territory where u.s rights do not apply let that sink in the gestapo has fully and totally arrived unmitigated and right in your face the u.n stated that the united states was outside the doors of the salt palace wow the U.N., who at best should have been a guest at salt lake instead acted like an invader and denied a u.s citizen their First Amendment rights. According to Defending Utah, and we're going to listen to a report about this as well, during the conference, pushing the United Nations anti-family, anti-property rights, anti-American Agenda 2030, journalists covering the event were confronted by UN officers. And um, I'll, I'll play you that clip here coming up. I spoke with a Defending Utah co-founder, Ben McClintock, via phone, and he told me that in addition to the $650,000 the state legislator provided. That's your that's your tax dollars. Salt Lake City chipped in another 100,000 or so for the event. I mean, and you look at Utah in general and it's pretty much you know, a cult of the Mormons for for the most part. I mean, I I I've been out there. I remember when I was a little kid out there visiting with my parents and i mean i've done i've ran the statistics and it's a gigantic percentage of the state are, are mormons which is nothing more than a total devil 
death cult. And uh, some, it's like a pseudo knockoff of, of really, it's it's a knockoff of Freemasonry. They stole the the, the tokens and the rights from Freemasonry. Uh, Joseph Smith did, the guy that started that cult. And there's a very high chance that they killed him for that. And what he did is he repackaged it into the Mormon religion. And this is why um, occultists, according to Bill Schneblin, are told that if you're ever in trouble, like. As an occultist, and this is what Bill Schneblin did. He had paid his dues to the First Church of Satan when he was a high-level witch. Now, Bill Schneblin's totally gone off the deep end as far as I'm concerned now. He's Rabbi Schneblin, Hebrew roots, whatever, Rabbi guy now. Um, But when he was still solid, when he was doing tours with like the Prophecy Club and things of this nature, I've talked to him on the phone on several occasions in fact when i did the prophecy club tour he was the um, the month before me when, when he toured and um anyway he uh he paid his dues to the first church of satan i'll try to make this quick and the cancel check came back i'll be praying for you in jesus name and he said from that point forward he was like one of the most powerful witches in i think all of western michigan and um he said he lost all of his powers all of his i mean everything was taken from him he was in from like either one little old christian lady and or maybe a group of her friends praying for him he lost all of his powers and it got so bad that he had remembered he was told at an earlier date that if you ever run into trouble go into the mormon church it's like kind of like a a a safe haven a resting place a place where you can regather yourself within occultism and because he was already a high-ranking freemason he was already an incredibly high-ranking witch when he got into there he 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 excelled in that cult so quickly and got like boosted way way far up in the mormon death cult because he essentially knew all all of the stuff that he had to know all the freemasonic stuff that was repackaged freemasonic stuff but it was close enough and he was able to transition and, and rise up through the ranks very, very quickly. And they can recognize who's one of their own, which is, you know, who's one of Satan's own. And um, that's what he did. And evidently it's well known. And, and the whole state of Utah is, is taken over by this death cult. So it doesn't really surprise me that something like this would happen, you know, here. Because they're just, they're all part of the New World Order. They're all part of the, the One World Religion ultimately that will you know be the one world religion under antichrist and false prophet they're all under their their 501c3 statuses and things of this nature now if you want to know more about it just kim mormon in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com i've done a whole study on this multi-part i believe a multi-part study exposing this cult and um you'll learn a whole lot more so hopefully well um going further now they've got a thing here let your uh, elected officials know that you don't approve of the un taking away american rights by signing the petition here i'll give you a link to it but it's called unitednationsutah.com one word united nations with an s utah.com just one word unitednationsutah.com and then they're saying you can become a member of Defending Utah at um, defendingutah.org. I give you those links here. Now I'm going to go ahead and play a couple little um, audio clips regarding this whole um, horrible debacle. 
Oh, turn off the camera? Do I not have a right to have the camera? This is this is a United Nations. She she must be from Africa because I would imagine if you're the United Nations, you're going to want to get people that have no loyalty whatsoever to the United States. And she can barely speak English as far as I'm concerned. And um, she's got a pretty thick accent. So I, I guess they're they're bringing people in from like these countries, giving them a badge and uh, giving them this kind of authority. And she's telling them, um, you know, I'm not giving you my permission to take my face. I guess to film her face. So this is the this is the exchange between this Utah journalist and this United Nations uh, devil minion public servant. You permission to check my face. So. Okay, are you a public servant I'm a or United Nations security officer? I'm a United Nations security officer. Okay. Does okay. this is my city and so I have a right to film. This is United Nations compound? A United, United Nations. Nations compound? Yes. This is a compound? Yeah. Since Sunday evening, we took over the this compound. This is international territory. Okay, so let me just, if you're not catching this, since Sunday evening, we took over this compound. This is international territory. Um, now, there was more that led up to this, and I'm going to get into this, because I was like, when I saw this, I'm like, how did they just go into a gigantic place like this where you know the utah jazz is playing their their basketball games and just take it over they they had to have some foothold you know to get in there and, and to make this all happen and that's what i kind of started looking for when you step outside it's u.s here is international so outside is u.s inside is international compound of the united, the united nations. nations claims to be the champion of your human rights here, they are boasting about how they love the freedom of the press. Yeah. But notice that in the UN Declaration of Human Rights, they claim the power to deny you any of your rights at their discretion if it doesn't fit their agenda. There were thousands of cameras filming. Now, they're showing the actual UN documentation on, on the video. If you want to watch the video, I'll give you the link there. United Nations that day activists journalists and citizens so this is from our global neighborhood published in 1995 by the u.n funded commission of global governance we strongly endorse community initiatives to encourage the disarming of citizens but as soon as their security saw that one activist was speaking against the u.n's agenda she was targeted just like the u.n's declaration on human rights says that they have a loophole for so this is from jacques Cousteau published in the Courier, publication of the United Nations. And I've, you've probably heard this quote before, but in order, he said, quote, in order to, to stabilize world population, it is necessary to eliminate 350,000 people a day. Not a year, a day. It is a horrible thing to say, but it's just as bad not to say. Thank you, Jacques Devil Stowe. Thank you for your words of satanic wisdom. Let's recap what you just saw. The UN set up a compound in the middle of Salt Lake City. The UN says they took over the building. The UN stated that the taxpayers... No, they, yeah, they have taken over the building. It's not... They, 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 they have and they are continuing to control it. That Salt Lake Palace was now international territory where U.S. rights don't apply. The UN stated that the United States was outside the doors of the Salt Palace. And the UN, who at best should have been a guest of Salt Lake, instead acted like an invader and denied a U.S. citizen. 
their First Amendment rights. Should the United Nations be allowed to simply claim territory in the middle of the United States and deny any U.S. citizen any of their inalienable rights? The evidence is clear that the if United there's no if there's not a public outcry over this, this is just going to become standard fare. This is just going to, and again, I believe this is beta testing. This this type of behavior by the UN it had to start somewhere. I mean, yeah, you could say World Heritage sites, UNESCO, the, a lot of the national parks and national monuments. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but um, this is a more this is more flagrant. This is more in your face. This is more like you're being confronted with it by their their jackboot, you know. UN thugs with badges on. The nation's claims of defending human rights is a complete farce. They have demonstrated their intent to rule along with their complete lack of respect for our own citizens for all to see right here on our own soil. That's not all, but this has all been brought to you by your fellow elected leaders and other prominent Utah officials. The Utah legislature actually paid for them to come here and defended this international compound with your tax That's dollars. Right. The mayor of Salt Lake City... They're showing all of the people in the back. I'm going to get into that some um, in, in, in the next part. ...and them with open arms. And the executives of Utah Valley University invited them here shortly after they officially signed up to promote the UN's agenda through the university. Do you know that the United Nations is already writing and passing laws that the state of Utah and Utah's cities are putting into law on behalf of the UN? If you're upset that the Utah legislature and the city of Salt Lake invited this organization to come and trample on your rights, please go right now to UnitedNationsUtah.com and sign the petition. And then share this video on all of your social media. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more bombshell reports about the United Nations in Utah and what you can do to take back your local government. Okay, so we have that now. Let's go to the next video. And that was bombshell. Uh, let's see here. Next video. Okay, so Dave Hodges, partial update on the UN in Utah. New, and it's going to be a rather short report. But when I'm on live chat, I'm inundated with people. I want to know about Utah. What's going on with Utah? What's the latest in Utah? Okay, well, there is no real latest in Utah, but there's events that are related to Utah in principle. Now, very quickly, the UN has moved in, and they blocked people from taking videos. They blocked people as much as they could from taking photos. They said this area in the building is international territory. That's America out there. And they took away people's First Amendment rights inside the Salt Palace where the Utah Jazz play basketball. And they have all kinds of events going on in there year-round. So they've declared this place also to be a compound. And in previous reports, I've told you in 2012, all the major league sports franchises offered up their facilities in case they needed emergency housing for people who were either detained or in a crisis. That's disturbing, isn't it? That's really disturbing. And the UN has publicly set up shop. October 24th was a honor UN day in Salt Lake City, declared by the mayor. Over $600,000 of public funds have gone to support this effort. This is treason. People need to get rid of their mayor. They need to get rid of their city council. Anyone who supports this needs to be out of office. Now, here's the update. There is nothing to really report at this time in Utah beyond what I've said. But there are related stories coming out where the same thing is going to be announced at Colorado State University. 
where Fort Collins is the home city. And you could say CSU, as it's called, is the um, Ickley Empire's jewel. And that's what they're called by Ickley, which is basically Agenda 21. Austin, Texas, another hub of Agenda 21 movement at the UT campus, University of Texas. They are going to have a similar thing go on with a public facility that's taxpayer supported. And they're going to turn it over to the UN. This is the desensitization to, to America for the UN exercising control over us. And also, I believe it's they're going to open up detention facilities, and this is their way of doing it. This is really disturbing, and I understand. Yeah, but I guess what he may be alluding to there is that if, let's say, we, when we go under martial law, I, I say when because I... I <laughs> I believe it's a foregone conclusion at some point in the future that that happens unless God were to intervene. But I, I don't see Bible for that not happening because that's what's going to bring us into the New World Order. That's going to bring us what's going to bring us into the one world government under Antichrist and false prophet. And the United Nations is the mechanism set up to do that all. And they're they're the ones that are taking away our rights and um, doing these things. So they could take a compound like this and immediately turn it in, into a detention center. Which, again, we've talked a lot about this in the past, where they could, they could turn stadiums into those things, they could turn malls into those things. A lot of the mall designs you, that you've seen, particularly the outdoor malls, a lot of them have like turrets in them, and things where they could hurt a lot of people in large areas. I've got a couple places near us that I've talked about, in, in, um, near where I live, and... Um, one is an electrical, it's like an electrical company, and it's got a gigantic back field, and all the bob wires turned in. Now, granted, it's not concertina bob wire. It's not, but it's bob wire, and it's turned in on these on this vast open field that's behind this, and the, and the business right next to it is the same thing. And there's no reason at all they should have bob wire. You, when you turn bob wire in on itself, that's to keep people in. Who are they trying to keep in? And um, I remember I tried to drive in there one night. It was, it was. Um, I just wanted to try to get a better look. And as soon as I drove in there at night, I had security all over me. I mean, they were they were coming, and I didn't. They they did. I just turned around and went the other way. But I mean, it was like instant. So they're they're guarding something and this is like right in the middle of one of my of um one of the cities that i live very very near so there's two businesses there i think there's even another one that has bob R turned in down there i mean these are large areas they could hold a lot of people and you have to wonder i mean what is why why are they doing this why are they turning the bob wire and why do they have these vast open you know fields in in the back and there's there's no plausible reason for this and it's guess what guys it's right next to our railroad tracks that come through our town that are still in use and they opened up a, a library down there sorry you might have heard our my kitty in the background she's snoring um and um she's a really cute snore though but um you you have um it, they they build a new um since we moved up here, they, they built this new library. In the library, all of the windows, I mean, I'm not going to say they're bars, 
but they would be very very useful to keeping people and they could hold quite a few people in there and that's right next to the railroad tracks right i mean i'm i'm talking 50 50 feet away 75 feet and then you go right down the railroad track and then there's that electrical company with that gigantic back where all the bob wires turn in and then there's another company next to it with all the bob wire turn and i think there's another one across the road with all the bob wire turned in doesn't make any sense you use bob wire to keep people out of your business from breaking in no no this is all turned in makes no sense but it does if you look at this agenda that you know and again i've went over these things many many times um is he done here you want to know more about this but the bottom line is people is that the information that i gave out in the previous report yesterday contains what you need to know these are just updated versions of what I'm hearing is coming. Again, please share. Okay, so we have that. So, you know, there's a lot going on right now, and I think a lot of this is, is uh, beta testing. And I mean, I'm looking at the comments below, and it's like, where is President Trump? Where is he in on all this? He needs to institute insurrection. And the thing is, is that's what I've said about Trump. They're accomplishing so much under Trump because... They're getting away with this type of thing with the patriot community thinking, oh, Trump won't let it go. He 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 might let it go so far. He he won't let it go all the way, though. He, and they're accomplishing so much because the guard, the collective guard of the patriots is down when it comes to issues like this. They're all focused in on, oh, Trump's going to get impeached. Trump is, and the more that Trump is demonized in the press the easier it is for the patriot community to think well trump's gotta be a good guy he's being demonized he's gotta be fighting for our rights or they wouldn't be demonizing him no it's theater the the more they demonize him and in threaten to impeach him and do all of these things, and maybe he will get impeached i don't know maybe he will but understand that even if that happens it's all part of the theater trump was selected for this position he was a reality tv star He's a pathological liar and child molester. I've proven this over and over again. He was good buddies with Jeffrey Epstein. He's, he's, he's owned lock, stock, and barrel by the Rothschild banking family, the most wicked, evil banking family on earth, the one, same ones that own PG&E that are torching all the people out in California. He's owned by them, and he has been for decades. So ultimately, he is a puppet playing his part. Whether he gets impeached, whether he gets assassinated, that doesn't make him a good guy. That just makes him, he's playing a part that has to be played. And they're advancing their agenda all along the way because the Patriots are all concerned about, oh, Trump and this, and they're not concerned about 5G being implemented, the UN being taken over, the people getting incinerated with dues weapons out in California, the chemtrails keep, keep coming. All of these things that if Trump really was trying to um be like this champion of of, of america and, and bring her back to her former glory or whatever you whatever you want to say all of these things he would be trying to do he's not though he's fully on board with with implementation of the 5g i've, I've talked a lot about that and, they, and there's a multitude of other things that are going on under his watch that um I think if Hillary was trying to implement them, there would be a lot more awareness and pushback. People would, 
uh, people would be um, have a lot more energy to look at the things that Hillary is implementing. Right now, all the energy is going to, oh, Trump's going to be impeached, the impeachment inquiry, this and that, and Ukraine and Joe Biden or what, whatever. And virtually all of alternative media that I follow at this point is obsessed with this. And this is our only hope to make sure he doesn't get in. Our only hope is the Lord Jesus Christ, period. I am not going to put my trust in, in some degenerate devil like Trump who is playing a part, who is a puppet on a string, who is totally owned by the Rothschilds, who is a pathological liar and child molester, who is good buddies with Jeffrey. I will never, ever. I was kind of, you know, I there was a time when I was giving him credit where credit was due and, and calling him out. And, and no, but since February of this year, he has went totally rogue and his true colors have come out. For those with eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. Because I've done study after study after study proving this. All you have to do is go back to February. And um, that was when the, the, the mask really came off at Bush's funeral. Uh, Bush Sr.'s funeral. And I've, I've got into that on several occasions. So um, this is what we're dealing with here. Um, I find it rather disconcerting that what I'm seeing in alternative media at this point right now um almost in lockstep there is almost no websites now calling trump out for anything because as they ratchet up the attacks on trump and this whole impeachment thing it's like they're just forgetting anything that i sent them or any other negative information they've ever seen about trump it's like all that's being swept aside none of that applies anymore we just got to fight to keep trump in office that's all that really matters so that's from my perspective that's what i'm seeing and the next report united nations 2019 conference spreading tyranny in utah what is the u.n doing in utah now this is where it started the whole thing about the the uh taking over of the uh salt whatever it's called the the salt palace okay what i was thinking what i didn't understand is how do they get their foot in the door where did this start? I mean, did they just like walk in there one day and flash their UN badges and say, I think we're going to take over the Salt Palace? No, there had to be some way they got their foot in the door. Well, here's how it happened. Now, what were they doing there to begin with? This was, um, I think this happened over summer. The UN is convening, yeah, August 26th and 20 through 28th. They had a conference there called Building Inclusive and Sustainable Cities and Communities. That always means United Nations takeovers. It was at the Salt Lake City, Utah, in the Salt Palace. This was the 68th United Nations Civil Society Conference. Um, and this was to further the 2030 agenda, which is pure wickedness and evil, which will just move us all into stack and pack cities, take away all of our rights to even go into the country, and this is why a lot of times they're doing, why they're doing these dues fires and things of this nature in California is they're, they're trying to drive everybody out of, off the, out of the country, off rural land in the forests so that they can move them all into stack. Now, yeah, they're killing a lot of people. Sure. True. But ultimately they're trying to get them into stack and pack cities where, you know, they can have total 100% mastery and control over them. So this whole conference is to further the 2030 agenda for sustainable development. The UN wants to make cities and human settlements inclusive, safe, resilient, 
and sustainable by 2030. So everything they just said is a total lie from the pit of hell. Okay. They want to do the exact opposite of that. Okay. Because they're of the father of the devil and of their lusts, they will do. And of their father's lust, they will do. And he was a killer and a murderer and a liar from the beginning. So that's what the United Nations is all about. They're targeting the youth. Indoctrination in the name of inclusivity, climate change, peace, economic opportunity for our youth and the development of infrastructure and technology. So they're, they're openly saying we're trying to indoctrinate your children and they're doing it through the public school systems and they're doing it through things like this and they're doing it through the colleges and these types of things and they're doing a really good job all the while they are destroying the environment though building a big brother total surveillance state creating a worldwide conflict and erasing human rights um this is a picture of wonderful uh jackie biskupski biskupski what a name biskupski it's a real name there. Jackie Biskupski, Salt Lake City mayor and resident witch. She says, I can think of no better time and no better place than Salt Lake City for the United Nations to reemphasize and reintroduce its vision, mission, and values to the American people. End of quote. That was what she said about the, uh, the uh, whole thing. Now... If we look at Agenda 2030, and, and she was just one of the many politicians that did that, Agenda 2030 equals Agenda 21. Adopted in 1992, United Nations Conference on Environment and Development in Rio de Janeiro, Agenda 21 is described as a profound reorientation of all human society. Unlike anything the world has ever experienced, a major shift in the priorities of both governments and individuals and an, an unprecedented redeployment of human and financial resources. This is just to enslave all of humanity and kill off, well, you know, you know what the Georgia Guidestone says, five, reduce world population to 500 million. That's a good start for them. You know, that's only like, you know, approaching 95% of current world population. But um, the shift will demand that a concern for environmental consequences of every human action be integrated into individual and collective decision-making at every level. What a bunch of garbage, you know, just legalese to enslave us, essentially. The key to achieving agenda, agenda 2030, which is agenda 21, but agenda 2030 is just a more upgraded, more even dracon, more draconian version, um, the key to achieving the Agenda 2030 is an ethos of global citizenship. And, and again, a lot of this is about erasing all sovereignty, about erasing all borders. And this is a big reason why they're flooding, the, in particular, Europe and America and Canada, which are really the last dominoes that I believe need to fall um, with a lot of other races that have no loyalty to those countries. You've got third world countries coming from the Middle East and from Africa going up into, into Europe that want to kill the Europeans and rape the women and, you know, subjugate everybody. And a lot of that same dynamic is going on here in America, maybe not to quite as a radical degree because so much of the, of the ones that are coming into Europe are Rush or Russians, yeah, that's good, are um, Muslims. Whereas the ones, and there's a lot, there's a ton of Muslims here in America, but not as far as percentage-wise. But the fact remains is that the people coming up from South and Central America and Mexico don't have any loyalty to America. And a lot of times they're very, um, they're very much resentful 
and even hateful of Americans because of the way America has been um, demonized and by its own foreign policies across the world. And, and a lot of the propaganda that's been put out, particularly about white people and white men being the worst classification of anything, um, that's, that's a big reason for the hatred there. And that's all by design on purpose. They, they, they're trying to make sure that they flood these countries with a lot of other third world nations. And when they, they impose their takeover, they're going to have a built-in force of um, people that will automatically go along with whatever the United Nations is saying they want to do and implement. So, going further, Defending Utah lays out the goals of the United Nations, how they silence critics and work to destroy liberty around the world. The, now, I just added this in right before I went to air. Um, the Local Agenda 21 Planning Guide is a UN manual for global transformation and was prepared by the International Council for Local Environmental Initiatives. Um, community leaders around the world are now called to implement a new communitarian which basically I believe is communist, system of governance, which overrides our constitutional rights and freedoms. And this is item 10 on the UN agenda at the 1976 Habitat 1. Um, this is from item 10. Quote, this is from 1976. Land cannot be treated as an ordinary asset, controlled by individuals and subject to the pressures of and in, insufficiencies of the market. Private land ownership is also a principal instrument in accumulation and concentration of wealth and therefore contributes to social injustice so anybody that's a private landowner they say contributes to social injustice that's what satan says okay just so we're all clear on that so we know it's the exact opposite if unchecked it may become a major obstacle in the planning and implementation of developmental schemes public control of land use is therefore indispensable and that is what the united nations has been hell bent on doing ever since really its inception and since it's got its tentacles into america private um control of public land and private is ultimately the goal control of all land where private ownership of land will be outlawed and illegal because that's the ultimate way to control people or one of them now this is from um the new white house rural council uh on june 9th 2011 president obama signed his 86th executive order 13575 and is designed to begin taking control over almost all aspects of the lives of a large percentage of american people uh, warning bells should have been sounding all across rural America when the phrase sustainable rural communities came up. As we know from researching the UN plan for sustainable development known as Agenda 21, these are code words for the true fundamental transformation of America. But how will the burdened farmers and other taxpayers pay the extra cost? Well, they're not going to be able to. Now I'm going to go ahead and play this video here, which is going to get into this even more. This is from DefendingUtah.org. I'm Ben McClintock from DefendingUtah.org. I wanted to take this special time. We've been talking about a lot on the radio um, regarding um, the UN coming to Utah on August 
uh, 26th, 27th, and 28th of this month, right here. Now, this is this was published on August 20th, 2019. But see, this is what led up to how the United Nations got into the Salt Palace, how they got that foothold. And evidently, they went there, did the conference. You think, okay, well, you're going to go there, do the conference. Okay, bye-bye afterward. No, no, no. We think we're going to hang around. We think we're going to stay. And uh, we kind of like it here. And we're going to take over the Salt Compound. And we're just going to proclaim it United Nations basically sovereign land and your your american rights don't exist here anymore just just a fyi in august and so i want to go through and um show you just some basic principles of about the u.n and about their upcoming visit to utah and uh, then some things that that we can possibly do about it the uh, the u.n again like i said is coming to utah they're having most of their presentations and their events that they're doing at uh, the Salt Palace on August 26th, 27th, and 28th. And this is really focused towards uh, the youth and trying to get them propagandized into Agenda 2030 as well as uh, the anti-family agenda of the United Nations. So what is the history of the United Nations? I wanna give you some background of the principles that the United Nations is based upon. And then we can really start to, to move forward and understand why it's such a, a danger today and why it's a problem. So to be able to do that, we've got to get some basic foundations of what is America founded upon. Our country is a founded upon you know, the principles and the Declaration of Independence that we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. We have God-given rights and that among these, of course, are life, liberty, and happiness, and that to secure or to protect those rights governments are instituted among men okay so the united states is based upon the foundation the principle that our we have god-given rights and that government is just there to protect those rights where the un is founded upon a completely different uh, fundamental principle their belief is that rights and freedoms and this is according to their own un declaration of human rights that rights and freedoms may in no case be exercised contrary to the purposes and principles of the United Nations. Okay, that's a huge difference that they believe that you do not have any rights that might go contrary to their purposes. You have zero rights unless they give them to you, whereas America's foundation is the complete opposite of that. And this has been very problematic since its inception. So now the UN has been talked about as being the last best hope for peace. Uh, J. Irvin Clark explained that the charter, the UN charter, is built to prepare for war, not to promote peace. Mm -hmm. The charter is a war document, not a peace document. This is not only does the charter organization not prevent future wars, but it makes it practically certain that we shall have future wars. And as to such wars, it takes from us the power to declare them, to choose the side on which we shall fight, to, to determine what forces and military equipment we shall use in the war, and to control and command our sons who do the fighting. And so the United States... I think the war they really want to bring here is primarily civil war, which will then give them the excuse to put the, the blue hats, the Chinese and the Russian troops already in the underground bases, already in bases already been training here for decades on the streets so they're trying to get as much of a foothold and i believe they're trying to get us as acclimated as possible to the un being an everyday part of our life and i think this thing with the salt palace is 
beta testing regarding that? Is, is, has been since its inception. Its papers, its own founding documents um, make it a war document. It's a war organization under the Orwellian premise of stopping war. And this has borne out in matter of fact, actually, because not a single war since the beginning of the United Nations has been a constitutional war. All the wars we've been in, Korea, Vietnam, Gulf War, Afghanistan, Iraq, every single one has been uh, based on a UN declaration, not a congressional declaration. And so it is a direct assault on our constitution, as well as our nation's right and ability to self-determination. And uh, G. Edward Griffin, he wrote the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, and he did a, 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 uh, several videos about the United Nations. I want to share with you a short clip um, from a video that he produced on the United Nations. In 1960, in Africa, the Belgian Congo received its independence and established its own government in what later became known as Zaire. The new leadership immediately aligned itself with Moscow, and began a campaign of terrorism and destruction in order to eradicate all traces of opposition to itself. When the nation plunged into chaos, one of its provinces, called Katanga, decided it wanted no part of the Red Revolution. It declared its independence and offered to align itself with the West. The will of the people was expressed in the words of their leader, Moise Chambay, who declared to the world, we are seceding from chaos. Katanga remained a sea of calm amid the bloodshed and violence around it. And by this contrast, it became a thorn in the side of the central Congolese government, which now wanted to pull it back under its control. The Red Regime was not militarily strong enough to accomplish that by itself, so it asked the United Nations to do it for them. The excuse they gave was that they wanted the UN to put down rebellion and to restore law and order in the Congo. The UN sent most of its military forces not to the central Congo, where thousands of people were being massacred and where law and order were very much needed to be restored, but to Katanga, where they were not needed and definitely were not wanted. The UN declared it was contrary to its own charter to intervene in the internal affairs of the Congo and that it had no intention of doing so. But it was clear from the outset that this was not the truth. As some of the UN personnel even admitted later in their public speeches and books, the real purpose of the UN was to intervene in the Congo's internal affairs and to force an independent anti-communist state back under the rule of a communist puppet regime. Okay, so that the United Nations has never been about peace, has never been about protecting anybody. It is about enforcing and building world government. We have the founding... Uh, uh, people in the United States that were actually a part of writing the charter and helping to build the charter, men like Alger Hiss or convicted Soviet spies and uh, working with the Soviet Union to make sure that it was actually building a tyrannical world government. In fact, President Benson, he says that we should get out of the United Nations and get the United Nations out of the United States. And that's out of his chapter in the book, um, the naked cap, I'm sorry, not the naked capitalist, um, the enemy have done this called the United Nations planned tyranny. The United Nations is designed to be a tyrannical organization. And this is continuous day. We go to 2015, the UN subverting free people. They are supporting totalitarian regimes where they actually, the UN troops are involved in the slaughter 
of civilian protesters. They actually killed people because they were involved in actually, you know, standing up for their rights. And that's what they're they're designed to do um, regarding these types of conflicts. They come in like they're, you know, we're here as your protectors, and they're the exact opposite. They're the exact opposite of what they portray. So they are Satan's foot soldiers, and... Um, you know, there's all types of atrocities and human rights abuses where you go into these third world countries where they go in. And I mean, it's it's just, I mean, it is so bad what the UN troops do typically. And then we have um, right here in Utah in 2018, the Utah Valley University announced that they were going to join officially the UNDPI, which is the United Nations Department of Public Information. And what uh, you have to do to sign up for this is that you are seeking to promote the agenda of the United Nations. Their role is to raise public awareness and support of the work of the United Nations through strategic communication campaigns, media, and relationships with civil society groups. And so now we have Utah Valley University officially signing up to promote the United Nations anti-liberty, pro-world government, world tyranny agenda. And in fact, when we brought this information to one of the vice presidents of Utah Valley University, he said, well, you know, we have to give every side a, a point of view. Well, this is clearly false. They are not interested in giving every side um, a, 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 a platform to have their point of view heard. No, their job is to make the public aware and to promote the United Nations agenda. And so ever since they joined this uh, last year, they have been pushing to bring the United Nations to Utah. And so in 2015, the UNDPI, who this organization that the UVU just signed up to be a part of, they are seeking prison sentences for reporters because they simply did a report on the United Nations incompetence. Putting somebody in jail simply for reporting incompetence, totally an, the antithesis to our, our um, idea of freedom of the press of uh, the government being held accountable by people mm -hmm. reporting just like the pharmaceutical companies can't be sued for any vaccine injuries in you know the medical community is above reproach and the united nations they're all on the same satanic team at the end of the day their actions no but the united nations cannot handle that because you have no rights that go contrary to their purposes in uh, the next year 2016 matthew lee was actually accused of exposing corruptions, as if that was like a crime, <clears throat> is to expose corruption. So they wanted to they take away his press credentials simply because he was exposing United Nations corruption. Um, the United Nations, of course, we have here Jackie Biskipski on the University of Utah Valley University's website um, announcing that the UN is coming to Salt Lake City in August of, of this year. This is the mayor that you know is fully on board and made sure they got all the funds to come in for in Salt Lake. And as a part of that, um, she uh, talked about some of the things that were going on. Why are they bringing the United Nations to Utah? And uh, she actually mentioned a lot of the skeptics uh, that are here in Utah against the United Nations, that they are coming despite the critics <laughs> in our state that want the uh, uh, what the UN is and what they do. And she says, it's kind of unnerving for some of my political partners to think about the UN being here. Well, of course, because they are the antithesis of liberty. They are the antithesis of what America was founded upon. And instead, she is bringing them here for the purpose of promoting UN Sustainability Goal 11 
um, which is a key function of Agenda 2030, and, or you can, and you can Google Agenda 2030 or Agenda 21, um, which are very similar. Also go to DefendingUtah.org and uh, do a search for Agenda 21, and you'll see what that is. But essentially, a broad overview, Agenda 2030, uh, what she's promoting, uh, sustainable, Sustainability Goal 11, is the eradication of property rights and the family. And so the, United, uh, the Utah legislature has been uh, working to give your tax dollars, the money you work hard for and have it confiscated by the state government, is using that money to fund this UN trip to the state of Utah. Uh, the, it was requested to get $755,000 for this conference coming up at the, later on this month. And what's interesting, what is this money going to go to? It says right here, the UN host committee is requesting funds as enhancements for the invent. So, you know, that's, that's a very generic term and could be used for, for literally uh, virtually anything. And so we look here, and how much money did they actually get from the state legislature? Did they get the full 700? Well, no, they didn't get the full amount. They got $500,000. But actually, what we know now, it's $650,000 plus another 100000 on top of that, I believe, is worth the, the total or enhancements of the event. And so this is, uh, this is you, the state legislature is giving your money under the approval of course. Enhancements like w window dressings and doilies and, you know, cocktail napkins, th those kind, the cocktail straws too, the little umbrellas on the, on the cocktail drinks. That's the kind of enhancements we're talking about here, okay? I mean, and it costs a lot of money you know, to have on that kind of fancy stuff there. So that's why they needed, you know, you know, like ultimately $750,000 for just an event to put on, you know. The governor as well, to be able to promote this anti-America, anti-liberty organization coming to the state of Utah to promote further their anti-liberty agenda and not letting anybody come there to report on their activities that might be contrary to the official party line. You know, we're not uh, a part of the Stasi or a part of the Politburo, so we're not allowed to report on their activities. Okay, so we have that. That goes on, oh, for another seven minutes there. Um, but I, I think you've kind of gotten the gist of, of how this all transpired and, and how it all led up to them taking control of this um, Salt Palace. Now, related to this, because you could say, well, yeah, if that's the only place in America where the UN's taken over, yeah, but what about our national parks and our national monuments that now belong to the United Nations? Okay, so the next report is many of our national parks and monuments now belong to the United Nations across this great land, our national parks and woodland. Now, this is an old report. There's not a lot that I could find that's been written on this subject as of late. It's probably the case, but man, I sure did a lot of different keyword searches and um, this is an old report. It's still just as applicable, but you can add in a whole, it's a whole lot worse now. Okay. Across the great land and national parks, woodlands, forests, and lakes are being turned over to the UN control. A friend of the ministry who hails from Knoxville, Tennessee, recently sent me a photograph of the entrance sign of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Notice the telling phrase on the sign says an international biosphere reserve. Well, yeah, I mean, I, normally now what you'll see is World Heritage, Unite, UNESCO, or United Nations World Heritage Sites, um, which is a little bit more flagrant. 
This means that under the United Nations Biodiversity Treaty, a precious resource owned by the American citizens for over 200 years has been turned over to the UN's bureaucrats for control. Yes, you and I will continue to pay taxes for the maintenance and upkeep of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which is probably the one nearest my location, but we will no longer own it. Now, that's just one of the locations. Now, the UN has ultimate jurisdiction. This alone is startling evidence that once the independent nation state known as the United States of America is going out with a whimper and not a bang, our sovereignty is coming to an end. As a consequence across the USA, our parks, wildernesses, wilderness areas are slowly being closed to the public. Roads inside the parks are being grazed over. Mountain passes and hiking paths are being blockaded. No fishing, no hunting, no trespassing signs are being erected everywhere on public lands. Entrance fees are being jacked up 100 or even 500% higher to keep American families out of the national parks. And particularly in areas where they don't want any human intervention. They don't want any prying eyes. Now, I'm going to give my, my theory on that. Actually, I'll just do that right now. It's my theory... Uh, that, and I've reported on this enough times, in fact, I've done whole reports, um, in fact, this was the, the book I was, Taylor was asking me about this today, and I did a whole study on this, on this booklet by this lady named Mary A. Joyce, and it's called Underground Military Bases Hidden in North Carolina Mountains. Now, you can just key in underground military bases, or um, that would probably find you, I've done a couple different studies on that, and they get into in this book like under mount mitchell which is the highest spot in north carolina i just took taylor there this summer um that there is a um underground base underneath mount mitchell and uh, that's why when i went there i took a whole bunch of that supercharged anointing oil and threw it around a lot of places and uh prayed over it but that place has from what they're saying in this book in fact, I'll just even read you this. Um, head of a military squad on surveillance mission. Now, this is regarding Mount Mitchell. We know there are facilities in the backside of the mountain. They go approximately store, 20 stories underground. Some of the doors are absolutely huge, but they're camouflaged doors that look just the part of the mountainside. It's unbelievable how hidden they are. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. I mean, these are just quotes. This is on the back cover of the book. Former military officer, after they'd ridden three to four miles up the road in a state park, probably in it, Great Smoky Mountains, they were stopped by park rangers who were carrying M4s or AR-15 um, rifles. Park rangers don't carry those kind of weapons. And a lot of times you'll get confronted by the park rangers, particularly if you're in an area where they don't want you in, and they're incredibly nasty and incredibly aggressive. Now, and they'll tell you, get out of here. You know, and they will they will basically brandish weapons like under the threat of like we're gonna kill you if you don't leave here. Many people have went into these parks, and I know this has happened in Great Smoky Mountains, and they've been confronted by foreign troops, Russian troops, that are on the on you know, in the forests doing drills or whatever, they pop up out of nowhere because they've got underground bases in a lot of these national parks. Think about it. They're United Nations world heritage they own that that land essentially they control it. what better place to put foreign troops to train them in underground bases and then what they're doing especially in gatlinburg which is kind of part of that 
Great Smoky Mountains area, which I've taken Taylor there as well. They've got a little space needle there. You go up on top of it and there's a plaque there. You can probably find it online. I think I've posted it online and it just tells you how it's a United Nations um, World Biodiversity Center. Now, I'm not, I tried to just do a quick keyword search for it and um, I found you know, a couple different plaques that are in the Great Smoky Mountains. One says Great Smoky Mountain National Park has been designated a World Heritage Site, which is United Nations controlled, and joins a select list of protected areas around the world whose outstanding natural and cultural resources form the common inheritance of all mankind. They try to they try to make it, you know, as flowery and nice as possible. Um, here's another one. And I know I've said this story before, but for any of my new listeners, what we noticed when we were there is every single shop that you walked into, whether it was like food service or just like a normal little shop, they were all foreign workers, which makes no sense at all. You would think that it would be a local indigenous population that would be working in like someplace like Gatlinburg, which is, yeah, I mean, you know, I know that you could say Pigeon Forge is right next to Gatlinburg and that's right next to I-40, but still, it doesn't make any sense that there wouldn't be a lot of local people from the area manning those shops but it wasn't it was all these very cold foreign like eastern block you got the feeling it was like eastern block ukrainian russian type of people in there and my theory and what i've said and a lot of other people i think would agree with me is that they're training in the underground bases they're being shipped over here now i know the dollywood good old dolly parton has a has a you agreement with these eastern bloc countries to bring over this cheap slave labor and i think this is all part of the plan where they get paid a nominal fee to work in these shops they're rotated into the underground bases they're trained to basically be united nations peacekeepers which is, involves going door to door and confiscating and killing americans and this type of stuff but they're also wanting to blend in and to try to um in not endear themselves because they're certainly i didn't meet one that had i mean it's just like they're very cold these people um but they're they're trying to i think you know um it's like knowing your enemy type of thing they want to know what the local indigenous populations are and they're going to get quite a cross sampling in some place like gatlinburg which is a large tourist destination um and in virtually every single shop we went in the whole time we were there, I don't know, we were there two or three days, it was all these Eastern Bloc workers, every, everywhere you went. And um, you just got the feeling they were going through the motions and they were very cold and they um, were not nice people. And coincidentally enough, that's the same spot where a lot of the people that go wander into the national parks into areas where you know why is there why is there a national park and there's areas that are off limits why is that i thought they were national parks that belong to america no 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 they're un particularly great smoky mountains is a un world heritage site and they've got huge swaths of area in there cordoned off where you can't go to them and this is where they're doing their their training this is where they have the underground bases this is why that when you go into these areas these troops will just appear out of nowhere i've got into this and this book here by mary joyce the um underground military base is hidden in north carolina mountains which i think is probably out of print but again you can go um, listen to my teachings on it 
just key in the, the keyword search box at uh, contendingfortruth.com, I mean, probably some of the most riveting material I've ever covered is this, because there's several of these underground bases, and not all of them are in the um, UN biosphere or whatever areas. I believe we've got underground bases near Lake Lure, which is where Chimney Rock is. These are if you're familiar with North Carolina mountains, these are areas. Um, obviously, Great, Great Smoky Mountain mountains. Uh, you've got an underground base, I believe, in Mount Mitchell, tallest point, which is um, in North Carolina. I don't think that's part of the um, Great Smoky Mountains, though. But nevertheless, there's a lot of places that these UN troops are there they've been training for years and that's just in the area that i know about now the reports i did get into this in far greater detail and because there's way more nefarious stuff that i talked about in those reports but just i just kind of wanted to you know cover that that's been my experience with that particular subject um now let's go further here so the world heritage so let me let me say this also I believe those underground bases in these parks are staging sites for these foreign troops for when the green light is given and martial law is implemented. This is where they're going to be coming out of. They're going to be coming out of like seemingly nowhere from these national parks or these world heritage sites, at least in part. Okay. And in these places where they have these underground bases like Mount Mitchell and those types of places and they're it's like they're going to appear out of nowhere and they're going to be wearing the blue hats acting like you know we have every right to be here on your streets and we have we have all the rights you have none now i understand that's kind of a worst case scenario way of looking at it but from everything i all my research from all the years i've been doing this that's what i believe they would like to implement i'm not saying god is not bigger than them uh, but i also know america is the last real domino that has to fall in order for them to fully implement the new world order so just rounding out this report it says world heritage sites are designated under a treaty to which the united states is party entitled the convention for the protection of world cultural and natural heritage which was adopted at the general conference in the united nations educational scientific and cultural organization in paris on november of november 16 1972 so this goes back a long way the UN Biodiversity Treaty supports the Wildlands Project, which calls for turning 50% of the U.S. into wildlands where humans will not be allowed, but animals could roam free. Now, if we look at, this is the most current updated list. This is from the UN. This is what they're admitting to, okay? List of sites, basically, that we control. I'm just going to give you some samples here. Alaska, Glacier Bay, Wrangell State National Park and Preserve, uh, Arizona, Grand Canyon. They got all the big ones. The UN's got all the big ones. California, Redwood and National State Parks, Yosemite National Park. Yosemite is where more people go missing, according to David Pilates, missing 911, than any other park by far in America. And when he went to get the, the um, statistics on how many people disappeared there, they wanted to charge him hundreds of thousands of dollars to get that list. In other words, they made it impossible for him to actually get the real list of how many people go missing just in Yosemite. Okay, and guess what? It's a World Heritage Site and guaranteed there's probably an underground base there. So they have these underground um, 
entrances that they can kind of pop up out of nowhere and probably snatch people and only god knows else what's going on could be a lot of other nefarious things going on there too colorado mesa verde national park florida everglades national i mean everglades is huge huge it's where i was from you know in that you know area um hawaii hawaii volcanoes national park uh they own they have they own yellowstone just say they own it because they basically do i mean god owns it all but you know they've claimed it so yellowstone um illinois cahokia mound state historic site kentucky mammoth cave national park louisiana monumental earthworks and poverty point montana yellowstone national park and waterton glacial new mexico carlsbad caverns and a couple others new york statue of liberty national monument north carolina great smoky mountain national park pennsylvania independence hall uh puerto rico san juan historic historic site tennessee again great smoky because see great smoky mountains goes um it's it's in both states it's in north carolina and tennessee uh texas san antonio missions i just i'm, t- I'm telling you this so you kind of have a heads up about where they control outwardly and overtly virginia monticello and university of virginia washington olympic national park and wyoming yellowstone national park so that's what they're openly admitted to this is the most updated list now you can add the salt palace to that list and then i'm sure a lot of other places that i'm not even getting into right now okay so transitioning this is another report from dave hodges telecoms blocking journalist communications so now this is another trend now that we're going to start unfortunately seeing more and more of now what we're talking about tonight is going to be a case of uh telecommunications uh, basically telecommunications censorship the blocking of legitimate journalist communications and this comes right back to the telecom so marilyn i'm glad you could join us at this ungodly hour where you're at now this is going to air um in tape delay fashion at 8 a.m pacific uh, um 11 a.m eastern but uh i felt it important that we get this out here right now and uh, just looking here on the board okay it looks like we're five by five and and I want to remind everybody about proper protocols on the chat board. No racism, no violence. Okay, you get the idea. Um, so Marilyn contacted me uh, by text and said, this is going on between Alexander and myself, and they're working on some stories for the Common Sense Show. And so I said, uh, well, are you up? Yeah. She said, do you want to talk? Yeah. So I said, we need to do this publicly because we want to shine the light of day on these bad people so we can get this stopped. Marilyn, uh, tell the audience exactly what happened between you and Alexandra. Well, we were talking for two or three first days. Forgive my voice. Mr. Al took his mic thyroid, believe it or not. I will say that. <laughs> Anyhow, we were talking for two or three hours tonight exactly about what you say. We are a story together. And our phones, both her cell phone and my phone, were shut down three or four times. She then said, okay, I accept what's going on. My, I have beeps on my phone at all times. I don't care who I talk to. And the phone has shut off on other conversations as well. I'm very upset right now. Anyway, so what happened is that we decided, Alexander and myself, okay, let's talk on her landline. I just have a cell phone. 
the, the landline then started to shut down. Then she said, both of our phones shut down and they dialed back in without us dialing. Okay? Her phone dialed and my phone dialed. Okay? Then we continued talking. Her phone shut down. I tried to call her. It says, this phone cannot be contacted right now. I tried three or four times. And then I just had a few words with these people. I call them the plastic keyboard monitors, is what I call them. You know, these Satanists who are doing what they're doing. Yes. So that's what I said. I had a word with them on the phone because I had my peace with them. I, I do a few times now. Anyway. Now, again, um, whether this is because she's being targeted or whether it's AI that's doing this, because it could be AI. It's just intervening and not to say this isn't all being recorded, but it could be AI, which is progressing and becoming more draconian and becoming more, you know, uh, policing exactly what you're saying. It's, it's hard to say 100%. So she and I cannot communicate at this point. And that's when I text you. Because... And again, um, just as a heads up for you, for you all. Um, this is why I advise to go out and buy a couple of what they call track phones, which is just a brand name for these cheap little phones. And I like, you know, I advise maybe have a couple. And these are phones that you don't use unless it's like something where you want total privacy. I'm not saying that they cannot be hacked. I'm not saying that that can't be figured but when you register them, I would be as vague as possible. It's none of their business anyway. I mean, it's, it's a pretty innocuous process, at least, you know, from what I can remember. And um, you might want to do that. And it might be something you want to keep in a um, EMP-proof pouch. Not only will it not be affected by EMPs, but it also, if you... Um, even if you have it on, if you have an EMP phone-proof pouch, and I mean, I'm talking ones that are block all the signals. They're real cheap. You can buy them up, up on eBay. Just EMP or phone-blocking case, okay? You can buy them up on eBay. It's a pouch. You can get them super cheap. Um, you can um, block all the signals coming out of the phone and um, only use it when you have to. And um, you could carry it with you. And when you had to use it, you could just bring out the phone, use it, and then put it right back in the case. Um, you could always also pull the battery. Now, pulling the battery, I have heard, though, that in... Now, you can't really do that on smartphones. That's probably all by design on purpose. Uh, these are not smartphones. When I'm talking about with track phones, they're like, you know, 3G, 4G phones, okay? They're, they're old school. But that's what I would do because I believe she could get around this super simple and easy if she had a couple different ones of these or went out and bought one. And then the other person she's trying to get a hold of bought one as well. And maybe even having the conversation while you're in the car driving down a road is even better. I'm just telling you some things that you can do. I'm just of the opinion, why make it easy for Satan? Why? Why do we want to just play right into his hands? Everybody uses smartphones. Nobody uses 
blocking cases. Just make it as simple as possible for the devil. Don't use, you know, any kind of what, there, there's so many things you can do to help with the privacy issues. Um, so that's my opinion. Okay, so, and if you do that, what I just suggested, um, <clears throat> again, try as much as you can not to tie it to you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and that's what I would do. I'm just saying my advice. And uh, use it in the manner I told you. Keep it in the EMP-proof case all the time. Only use it when you have to. Try not to use it when you're in your house. These are just some things you might want to do. They're not that expensive. I think you can do this for 20, 30 bucks. And then I think when you do the phone, I don't know if it, you probably have to buy a card with it. The, the ones for the track phones are not expensive. I believe it's $20. You can buy a $20 card, which lasts you three months. So if you spent even, you know, and I'm not saying to do this, but if you spend 80 bucks and that gives you minutes as well, you know, you'd have enough for a whole year with a track phone. So you could probably for about a hundred bucks, have a phone that's paid for, for the whole year. Now, granted, you're not going to get a ton of talk time because I think it's like 60 or I don't know for every 20 bucks you spend. There's different cards you can buy though. You know, if you buy like the one for like the whole year, it gives you a lot of minutes, but this is not a phone you're going to use all the time, though. This is a phone that you're going to use in very specific instances. Um, you know, if you try, if privacy is an issue to you, and I think it should be to all of us, it can be a number that you use on accounts that you're trying to keep more private, if you know what I mean. Nothing illegal I'm talking about here. Just I'm saying just good sense. Just make it hard for the enemy to track you. Um, keep it in the EMP proof phone case. All of these are things that I, I would highly advise that are not hard to do. And just in this particular instance, I think she could have had an easy workaround. And if you have a couple different phones, then you have a couple more options. And we're not talking about something here that's breaking the bank. And the best thing I will say is that a lot of people think, and I did too, until about three or four months ago when this began and my phone tapped it. I'm, I'm, I'm being wiretapped right now and so is she. Whoever we talk to. <laughs> and again, if you had, if you just did what I said, you could have a workaround real quick. So now that I found, I'm smiling and laughing right now. I want everybody to know it's not going to be in the future when the social score is going to hit me and you and everyone out there, it's not going to be an, e an EMP. It's going to be situations like this where you are having just a normal conversation with someone about either God. I had once had my phone shut down in the middle of a Bible study with a dear friend. Okay? And that's why I think it might be AI, because there's certain keywords that it's picking up where it says, oh, no, 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 we've got to stop that. I'm not surprised. Hey, listen, <laughs> been there, done that. Uh, demons come in all shapes and sizes. So, yeah, I've been there, done that. Um, I, I've had the same thing happen. Listen, I, I, it's there was a time before I put this specialized system on my phone and before the audience chastises me, well, Dave, why don't you just give it uh, to, to Marilyn and Alexandra? I would if I could. 
you have to be invited into this. And this is, I'm going to ask tomorrow, but I'm sorry, uh, Marilyn, I already know what the answer is. Um, I've got a very high tech service. I got a high tech security system. And certainly I would love to share it with you guys if I could. And I'm going to ask, but I'm not optimistic about the answer because I've asked before. Prior to that, let's say I would call Paul Preston or Paul Martin. And we're talking, maybe we have our five-minute conversation, and I hang up and I set my phone down, and you're hearing bumps and blah, blah, and, all, and so all of a sudden now, my phone sitting on the desk would dial them by itself. Yeah. I've seen it happen, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and we've had the same thing happen in reverse. So, you know, let me say this to you. But, I mean, you know, Dave's sitting there with a smartphone as big as a billboard in his hand. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, well, that is the worst possible case scenario you're going to have to have your have this type of stuff happen i'm not saying a track phone would be immune to it i'm not i'm not saying that or whatever little 3g phone that you might choose doesn't have to be a track phone just saying it's probably the best deal um the thing is is that you know isn't it nice to have an option though especially in the day and times that we're going into I mean, you know, this is well known within like the drug dealing community and, and those types of communities. This is what they do. They're called burner phones. And I mean, it's well known. This is how they operate. They'll, they'll use one phone for one conversation and literally pull the battery in the SIM card, throw it, throw the, the phone away and use another one for the next conversation. I mean, I'm talking about the people that are like really rich and elite and, and privacy is of the utmost importance to them. So first of all, if people who follow us for any length of time, uh, they know the invaluable contribution that you and Alexander are offering the Common Sense Show and ultimately the public. And so the fact that they're coming after you guys, I think, is a supreme compliment <clears throat> to the outstanding work that you guys are doing. Because if you were just putting out nonsense, they would like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I act like I'm upset. I'm upset. You know what I'm upset about? It's not, I mean, I already have accepted what's going on years and years ago, but I'm upset about it. And I will say this very strongly and very sternly. There are thousands of people out there, some of you guys listening, who say you are believers, you are Christian. What in the world are you going to do when your life is affected in the same way that we're talking about tonight? Dave and Alexandra and myself, know why we are committing to this. The question is, do you guys? This is not, it's not going to be a credit score in the future or an EMP. If you are listening to this, I'm telling you, they know where you live. In God, they know where you live. Yeah. But the question is, and that's what I said to Dave in my text, are people ready for this? I'm concerned. So that goes on for quite a long but i think you got the the gist of it there um so i'm out of time for this particular part one here and uh we will go to part two next god bless you and uh, just stay tuned for a short message if you like to keep us in the game god bless you and see you in part two Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T.
T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.